0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghosts in the Night, a Haunting, and Paranormal Podcast. I'm Phil Sams Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to check out this podcast. Today, we are going to lighten up the mood a little bit. We are kind of going to get away from some of the uh, darker stuff that we've been talking about in past episodes. And we want to talk about pets and specifically dogs. Do they make great paranormal investigators? That is the topic I want to start with. And I will give my thoughts, my opinions, as always. And then I want to pull from the headlines and kind of talk about some stuff that caught my eye in the paranormal world. So let's go ahead and get the podcast started. Check it out. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. Before I get started with today's podcast, I want you guys to do me a quick favor. If you've listened to this podcast, if you enjoy this podcast, be sure to share this with anybody else who has an interest in the paranormal or loves just to hear some interesting and weird shit. I would greatly appreciate it. It will go a long way to help grow the audience, audience of this podcast. So just do me that favor, share it with one person, share it with 10, whomever that is in your life has a fascination with the paranormal, be sure to share that with them. So let's go ahead and jump into the podcast. Now today, we're going to talk dogs and the paranormal. Do animals in general, but I'm going to focus on dogs because I'm a dog person, not a big cat person. Let's face it, cats are evil. Now I'm saying that kind of sarcastically, but I just don't like cats. I'm allergic to them, and plus when you look at a cat, they are just looking at you like they are planning or plotting to kill you or murder you in your sleep i don't trust them. so i don't mean any disrespect to anybody who loves cats my daughter loves cats but i'm just not a cat person so i'm going to always reference dogs because that is what my experience is that is my pet of choice so no disrespect to you cat lovers but do dogs make great paranormal investigators you've we've all seen these shows that have actually brought dogs on investigations. They have used them to help document paranormal activity. So that caused me to think, is this fact? Is this fiction? Can dogs or any other animals actually sense paranormal, sense ghosts, sense spirits, or demonic entities, or whatever is in a location that has had reported activity? And let's be honest, the evidence is really sparse. There's no real documentation either way, honestly. Some people believe the strange behavior that animals will sometimes show or you'll notice them acting a little funny or gazing off into a corner or down a hallway. Some people definitely believe that this is due to their extra senses, their ability to sense things, and they are sensing maybe a spirit or Whatever the spirit world is, if it's a ghost or just multidimensional thing, whatever it is, they can tune into it. They can actually, you know, sense it. Now, is this fact or is this fiction? I don't know. Is really the gist of this whole thing? I know, in my experience with my dogs, you've listened to this podcast. You know, I've lived in places with activity. I've been out on investigations, but the activity in my own home, I have noticed my dogs or my dog one at a time but I have noticed my dog acting strange looking down the hallway and wouldn't think much of it but it got me thinking was the dog actually sensing this um activity or were they just reacting to something that Is out in the environment as in somebody walking by maybe a dog another dog in the neighborhood walked by our car or some kind of noise that they heard because here's what we know dogs eyesight is much better than ours they can spot little detailed movements in small little things their sense of smell can be up to ten thousand times better than us depending on the breed of the dog So they are much, their noses are much more sensitive to odors and to picking up different smells. They can hear at a higher frequency than us, hence the dog whistle. So certain sounds register with them and they can actually pick up on them and notice it. So when a dog is actually starts acting funny, are they hearing a frequency that we're not hearing? And I'll kind of get into this a little bit later on as well when I actually give my full-blown opinion on what I think is actually going on. But dogs, we know dogs are more sensitive. They are more in tune with the environment than us. That's why animals, and especially dogs, have been known to start acting strangely prior to natural disasters, tornadoes, hurricanes. Um, Dogs can even be taught to sniff out cancers in people and the drug dogs, cadaver dogs and the list goes on so they their senses are much better than ours so here is my experience, here is my situation that I've had with my pets in the past, now like I said I've lived in haunted locations most of my life and I'll just go back to the my previous home where I just moved out of, <clears throat> I've had generally one dog at a time but There toward the end of uh, Buddy's life, I did have another little dog. So, But my dogs at times would actually sit at the beginning of the hallway and just look down. And what makes me think that there might be something to this is because all the activity that I experienced in that particular home was always down that hallway. I've had doors open and closed. I've been yanked. Or pulled while I was just laid down to go to bed, I was laying on my side, and something pulled me to my back. All of that activity, every noise, every little touch, every little eerie sensation came from that end of the home, and that would be the the direction in which the dogs would actually be looking, gazing, kind of seemed skittish at times when they would walk down that way or whatever. Now, not to be too morbid, but my mother lived with me after my stepfather died. His ashes were at the start of that hallway. That could have something to do with it as well. I mean, was the dogs picking up on that? I don't know. I mean, a lot of the activity happened prior to that. That was I had activity in the home before she moved in with me and before the urn was at the start of the hallway. But I still had activity and the dog still acted pretty much the same way before that as well. So there wasn't much change. Maybe that added to it. I didn't really notice a change in frequency of this happening or the dog's attitude or general leeriness of that particular end of the home. But it is interesting. And this is what gives me pause when I think about can the dogs actually sense the paranormal Do they see spirits that we do not see or are they more likely to hear EVPs because of their keen hearing, their keen sense of smell, and their generally good eyesight? Are they sensing it? Are they seeing it? Are they interacting with spirits on a much more frequent basis than us? So when I sit back and think about my own situation... I think about where the activity took place, or I should say where the activity I experienced happened. General attitude of my dogs looking in the same area, being leery of that same area. And, you know, I've seen shadow people down the hall. Other people have seen shadow figures or something peering out or some weird optical things going down the hall in the same direction that the dogs would actually be looking and kind of act like they're sensing something down there. So personally, I'm going to say that there might be something to it. I'm not going to say it's 100% accurate because the dogs do have much better. Their senses are much better than us. and It very well could be they're hearing a noise from a neighbor or a car or whatever that they're reacting to. And we just don't hear it. So immediately we jump to the paranormal. But that's, you know, yes, that could be. And that's very plausible. And I'm not going to discount that because you've heard me discuss this on multiple, multiple, multiple podcasts. I don't know is my favorite phrase to say when I'm dealing with any topic in the paranormal because we don't know. If we did know, I wouldn't be talking about it. It'd just be common knowledge. There are questions that need to be answered. And. We don't know we I'm not even sure we have the science we don't have the science to or I'm not aware of the science scientific techniques to actually solve the problem. Only thing we can do is document what we experience and that even includes strange behavior from animals or from dogs or from cats or whatever pet you have or whatever animal is in your general surroundings. That is really the Parameter that I measure by. I can't prove it unless, you know, my dog looks down the hall and starts barking or growling or whimpering or whatever, and then turns to me and says, Hey, there's a ghost down there. That's never going to happen. I have to interpret their reactions, interpret their body language, what I sense in them. So is it 100% fact? No. But is it 100% fact that they aren't sensing the spirit world or some sort of paranormal activity in the in whatever area they are in. I can't you can't say that either because their senses are so much keener than ours. They they hear things we don't hear. They hear frequencies that we don't hear, but yet we can record something and there could be something on there that we did not hear. Hence EVP's activity. Maybe they are actually hearing that because our our frequency level is much lower than theirs eyesight we don't see the the amount of the visual visible spectrum that we see is very small i'm not a you know i'm not a vet so i don't know they probably see in more spectrums than we do maybe and so they might be able to see these entities or these spirits or whatever is going on, they might be able to visually see it and they're reacting to it because we know for a fact all their senses are better than ours. Can we say with 100% certainty that their keen senses is the reason why they act that way? Yes, that is correct. The question is, what are they sensing? And I don't know the answer to it. I personally believe that yes, they see, hear better than us, so they might be able to see that shadow figure more distinctly. They might be able to hear that EVP or that disembodied voice that, are, that doesn't register with our ears, but that you can actually pick up on a record, digital recorder. So yes, they are or they can be an asset in an investigation or if you're living in a home that you feel might have activity and then your dog starts acting a little weird it does help having that dog there where you can maybe generalize the activity and see what's going on and do your own investigation to try to see or help solve the problem if there is a problem. So yes, they are beneficial when it comes to the paranormal. Either way, just because their senses are better than ours doesn't mean they're not sensing the paranormal. That is what having better senses you should be able to sense the paranormal. So these skeptics that say, oh, no, it's just they're, they're hearing another dog bark miles and miles away. Very possibly true. That might be true as well. But there is a chance that they are hearing something from the other realm, from the other dimension, whatever you, wherever you think the spirit world is. Maybe they are a little bit more in tune with their environment. Hence, they can actually sense it a little bit better than us. You know, it's a, this is just a fun topic to contemplate, a fun topic to kind of go down the rabbit hole and just wonder, are they sensing it? Are, can they interact with the spirit world even better than us? Do they sense more of it? Because I firmly believe that the spirit world is all around us. It's a more of a dimensional thing. And we probably are experiencing some sort of interaction with the paranormal all day long, it's just we don't always realize we're sensing it. We don't notice the change. Maybe that's what you know. I've had just shivers all of a sudden when it has nothing to do with temperature. Maybe is that that's me just bumping into the other realm, you know, with another person or another spirit in their realm, just going about their day. When our paths cross. I don't know. That's that's the question. That is what. Hopefully one day we might have a small slice of the answer to that question. But like I said, it's just a fun topic to kind of talk about. Let me know what you think. Um, be sure to send me an email at podcast at gmail.com. You know, I'd love to hear what you guys think, hear your guys' opinion. Or you can leave a comment at ghostinthenightpodcast.com at the show note page for this particular episode. Or send me a direct message on Twitter. I mean, let me know what you think. Do you think dogs or any other kind of animal, pet type animal, are valuable pieces of paranormal equipment? That is the question of the day, so let me know what you think, and I will maybe even follow up or share some of those opinions on future podcast episodes. Okay, now there's a few more things I want to get into on this episode while I still have some time since it's episode is not running too late. Paranormal Paranormal Headlines. Alrighty, we are starting a new segment here on the podcast and it's called Paranormal Headlines. That's when I search Google for some interesting paranormal topics or anything to do with spirits, ghosts, UFOs, the occult practices, cryptids, anything I can find that has to do with uh, the uh, paranormal. I'm going to highlight. I will probably share most of this stuff. On my twitter feed so you can find them there so for the first one comes from life news.com now let me read you this title feminist prof who practices a cult calls for human extinction to save the planet now basically this article is about uh, professor patricia mccormick um and she i believe teaches at the angelina ruskin university i don't know where that's at and really don't care but She's really into the animal rights. She, and it even states in here, believes that animals are equal to the humans, which I don't have a problem with. If that's what you believe, that's what you believe. I don't have an opinion on that. That's fine. But where this is gets goes off the rails, essentially, is when she starts talking about climate change. And basically, she says, and it does mention the occult in the title, so therefore... They are throwing that label on her. Now, it states that she is a practicing occultist. You know, she gives lectures on magic and admits to being an occultist magician. So she is some sort of witch of some sort or at least practices magic in some way, which is also fine as well. I have no problem with that either. But where I have a problem with this article is her general concept of the extinction of humans to save the planet. Now climate change you cannot argue well, I guess you could various arguments I don't know I'm not a scientist um, I do believe the climate is changing now I guess where the argument comes in is where what is the cause is it natural do we it does it come solely from us or does all things play into it and we are just speeding up the process that's irrelevant and that's not what this episode is about that's not what this podcast is about and I'm not going to get in the middle of that debate because I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm sure I know the climate is changing, but I also know it's changed throughout the history. Now, are we speeding up the process? Very well could be. It's not my field of expertise. I try to do my part, but it is what it is. Now, when she talks about extinction of human beings, and let me scroll in here. Let me get my glasses on and scroll down here and get her exact quote. Um. Ah, uh, let's see. Oh, not exact quote, but basically it says here, she feels that the ultimate solution for global warming is the end of the human race. Hmm. That's very interesting. It's kind of a bleak view, and it's honestly, it's a horseshit view. That's, you know, kind of drastic, don't you think? What do you guys think? Let me know. But to think, and I guess she doesn't, she's not talking about, you know, just dropping a bomb or whatever, somehow mass suicide, everybody. I guess she essentially wants to phase out reproduction. Okay. I guess you could do that. But that's not a solution to the problem. From everything that I know, the climate's changing. It's going to probably continue to change. We... If I had to guess, we ha- if we have caused it or we have added to it more so than the natural process, then the end is still coming at some point. So basically exterminating us, that's your ultimate solution. Tell you what, this is batshit crazy, and i I relate this to... Somebody, especially and I hate to get political, but when every year, when every four years, when we get a new president here in the United States, or you know a president gets reelected, the opposing party, you always have some whack jobs saying, "Well, I'm leaving the country." Guess what? Those some bitches never do. It's they're talking shit, and that's what this female is doing, or whatever. She's talking shit. She's throwing shit out there. And this negative attitude is such bullshit. Calling for the end of reproduction, which would cause our species to come to an end, that's that's crazy. Cutting your nose off to spite your face, let's look for the problem. Let's try to, hopefully, try to slow down our cause of, or our part of the problem. But just killing everybody to make room for, or to save other animals. If we're so friggin' evil, if we are so bad for everything, and we are just a negative cancer on everything, then honey, go ahead. You lead the charge. You start with you. If you're so committed to this, then by all means, you do it. Now, what re- reason why I'm talking about this on this you know podcast is because of the, they threw in the occult aspect of her Life, whether you know her being a practicing occultist. Now, did they do this just to as a clickbaity type thing just to get somebody like me to read it? Probably, let's be honest, probably. But what this has done, the occult and magic has gotten, in my opinion, a bad rap. Now, there's good and bad in everything in this planet, everything in this universe, there's positive and negative. And when it comes to the occult, I hold that theory to be true. There's good, there's bad. Good witches, black witches, white witches, bad witches, whatever. There's good two sides to every coin. And by attaching the word occult to this headline and attaching it to her, though she actually is a practicing occultist, this just throws with the subject matter what she is preaching or what she is her ultimate solution, puts the occult in a negative light. And let's face it, the occult does not need any more bad press. So naturally somebody, a layman, is going to read this article and assume all occultists want to actually have a mass genocide and kill off everybody. I mean, that it's lazy, and I understand in today's news, the rapid news cycles that we have, People are struggling to get clicks, struggling to get views, struggling to get downloads. So they do whatever it is possible to draw a crowd, to draw attention to their blog, to whatever it is they're putting out there. But like I said, the occult practice does not need this because I'm sure you could talk to a hundred different practicing occultists and you're, you know they're not all going to agree with this. Maybe some will. I don't think we have to go to this extreme to solve the problem. I'm sorry that she feels that way and that she thinks society and the human race is that evil that calling for the death of everybody is the only solution. I mean, that's sad. And I hope, I think you don't want to put the occult attachment on that. It's lazy. It is so freaking lazy. And I think her. Solution is lazy as well. Now, I'm sure she's a very intelligent person, but I don't have to agree with it. Now, do I agree that we are doing all we can to combat the uh, issue at hand, which is global warming or the climate change? I hate to use the word whatever is PC now when it comes to climate change or if global warming is out, I don't know. But climate change, I know for a fact the climate changes. The climate has changed throughout the lifespan of the Earth. Now, the real, like I said earlier, the real question is, are we contributing to that in a negative way? If I had to guess, and it looks like the evidence says yes, is it as bad as what some scientists say? There's where the debate is. You know, you listen, I heard something the other day that we got about 11 years before the shit really starts hitting the fan. Maybe they're correct, maybe they're not. I know in my lifetime, in my 47 years, I've heard the end of the world's coming, seems like every three years. So, I don't know. That's what's interesting. I just think this article, the occult doesn't need this bad press. It's got me flustered, but I just don't like this way of thinking. I don't like this negative, not negative, but this drastic measure. And so, sweetheart, go ahead and do it yourself. You lead the charge. A journey of a thousand steps starts with the first one. So, you take that first step for us and see who follows you. Guess what? Ain't going to be me. So, I just found that one interesting. Now let's move on to definitely more of a paranormal or more of a more of my wheelhouse, and that is Bigfoot. Now you know I love me some Bigfoot talk. Anything with cryptozoology and cryptids and strange creatures, you know I love that shit. And this next one, naturally, it's going to be about Bigfoot. Now last week, a uh, video went viral of the Ohio Grassman. A uh, YouTube page um, named "We Do It Outdoors" posted a video of a possible Bigfoot. Now, upon watching this video, I checked it out. You know, I'm always curious about when I, you know, evidence like this shows up on YouTube, especially any kind of video or visual evidence. It's it's so easy to fake this stuff, so I'm always skeptical when it comes to video or Photography of evidence of the paranormal, especially cryptids. So I checked it out and it's an interesting video. They're definitely, I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying it is a Bigfoot. I'm not saying it isn't a Bigfoot. I'm going to ride the fence on this one. I don't know. But they're definitely, in my personal opinion, there is some issues with the video. Some things don't really add up, honestly. Now, let's see here when this this video was posted. February 2nd is when the video was actually posted. And it has, you know, over 640,000 views thus far. So, it has went viral. So, odds are you've probably seen it if you're listening to this podcast. Now, basically, in this channel, I just want to say this up front. This channel, you know, I looked at their page. There's no... Bigfoot type stuff on it that's just an outdoor page they use a lot of mowing videos and things such as that and it's so it's kind of out of character for the concept of this page it's about getting outdoors and doing things outdoors which all for it everybody needs to do a little bit more of that so I watched the video first before and I didn't watch it on YouTube I got an alert and checked it out that way so, naturally, I was skeptical. But when I went to their YouTube page and started looking at it, there is some credibility in the fact this isn't their MO. This isn't what they necessarily do. But, like I said, there is still some, eh, I do have some questions about the video. Watch this video after you listen to me or listen to finish this podcast. And, you know, send me your opinion. Let me know what you think. But I'm having, I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying they they faked it. I'm not saying it's not a Bigfoot. I'm just saying I have questions about it. Some things about it don't necessarily add up for me personally, but I'm naturally more skeptical when it comes to video of anything, whether it be paranormal or Bigfoot. So I watched it and my initial response was, whatever it is, there is something walking in the woods. They, um, you can see it, you know, they zoomed in and the video quality of the episode or the, uh, Video is excellent. I mean, you know, there's cuts, you know, it's well edited. I wouldn't say well edited, but it's edited nicely. It's just not a straight raw footage video. They put some time, they put some effort into putting the video together of whatever footage they had. Um, But once you see the actual, we'll say whatever it is, walking, my first thought is it's very nonchalant. I don't feel, I've never seen a Bigfoot in person, but I'm coming under the assumption that Bigfoot is an animal-type creature, not spiritual, not, you know, multidimensional. I, well, it could be, but I'm coming from it that this is a possible undiscovered creature or undiscovered species or a species that thought was to have went extinct but really didn't. That's really the view that I come from when it comes to, uh, Bigfoot, I don't know if they exist. I've never seen one. I can't say yay or nay. But at first glance of this video, it doesn't appear to be walking like an animal. You know, it's very, its gait is smooth. It's it's just strolling, essentially. And, you know, that threw up a red flag. I was like, wow. And funny thing, and as I was reading the comments of the video, which, you know, comment section is what it is. It can be a shit show. But I was reading through it, and I saw one comment, and it said, that Bigfoot has the best posture ever, and that was what I was thinking. I was like, "Wow, this, this whatever it is is walking extremely elegantly. It's you know st- straight back, it, no hesitation in its step. It's just just out for a Sunday stroll or whatever." And I was like, "It's not acting like I would think an animal would be, especially an animal that had you know probably has better senses than us." An animal would know that those guys are there filming. So it would be a little bit more cautious, maybe even more curious. So I was like, okay, the body language of whatever it is walking does not add up. Now, yes, it does appear to have fur. But it's impossible for me watching the video to gauge the size of this thing. I don't know this particular state park. It's in Ohio, and that's really what draws my attention. I believe it's just east of Columbus, Ohio because it's called the Ohio Grassman, so that's naturally what caught my attention. But I've never been to the state park that I remember. But you can't tell size by the video. It gives me the impression that it's not that big, if I had to guess, but I can't verify verify that one way or the other. It just doesn't appear to be that dominant or that big, which doesn't mean anything. It just seems to be regular size. So I'm like, okay, well, nah, But... And even at one point it looks like it is aware of that they are there but it's not doing anything it doesn't like change its behavior i would think as soon as it would know if i'm you know this is all speculation i'm just guessing here if a creature or an animal would know that it's not alone i think it would act a little bit differently even if you startle it as soon as it it realizes you are there it's going to either be curious kind of hide from you or go or just get out of the area quickly Or, and I've heard reports of this, become aggressive, start throwing rocks, start, you know, doing the classic tree knocks to pump up his chest and divert whatever, divert these guys from the area, from its territory. None of that. It's just, you know, casually walking down the uh, trail, almost like it would be walking a dog. Just minding its own business, having a good old time. So I'm, you know, I'm just not one hundred percent sure on this. Now, the thing that really, really, really strikes me is strange, especially now that I've looked at their at their channel and looked at what kind of actual videos they do, what what they're all about. It really this really even magnified this a little bit more to me is. Their initial reaction. They are cool. They are calm. They are collected. They don't get excited. You know, they're just zooming in. There it is. Real calm. Almost a whisper, which, you know, yes, you would be a little whisper. But it doesn't seem like they even have a elevated heart rate. The breathing doesn't change. It doesn't seem like you would think that people that were just out filming in the woods would see something like this or come across something like this. They would get a little Nervous, they would get scared, they would be anxious, their heart rate would be pounding through their chest, the camera would get shaky. No, this is cool, calm, and collective, almost like they knew it was going to be there. So, does that mean this? You know, I just found that strange. Does not mean anything, it's just my personal opinion. I would think their reaction would be a little bit more drastic than just what it comes through on the video now editing is a wonderful thing so maybe they did they did get a little excited and that's just edited out and what footage you were seeing in that particular video is once they've they calmed down and and started following this thing or panning with this their camera and following this thing that's very well be, may be the case but i'm not 100 percent sure what this is. So. I mean, I'm not gonna come out and say these guys are liars. These guys are uh, fraud, and they just did this to get the 640 plus thousand views to promote their channel and what they actually do a little bit more. I guess that's an option. I guess that's a possibility, but I'm not gonna say that's what it is. I mean, it's it is what it is. I wish I had more of an uh, opinion of it, but I just I'm not I'm just not gonna call these guys frauds without knowing everything. Now, I would like to see, I believe in one of their replies to uh, one of the comments, they said they had three hours of footage and this is narrowed down to a 10-minute video. I would like to see the, uh, you know, three hours of footage uncut. Just let me see it. See what you got. Um, But that will probably never happen. But this is the problem with video. There is speculation. There are people that or will be one hundred percent saying this is fake, this is just they hired some guy or one of their buddies was walking around in a suit. Very well could be. Or there's gonna be some people that say yes, there is one hundred percent proof that this is a real creature. Bigfoot does live in our forest or migrates through Ohio, which, you know, I wouldn't think I've lived I live in Ohio. I wouldn't and of course I live in the suburbs, so I don't live out on the eastern side of the state, to where it's a little bit more rural, and there is, you know, not there's a lot of backwoods areas in Ohio. I live in, you know, more not an urban area, but a suburban neighborhood between Cincinnati and Dayton. So, I'm not super familiar with out toward the east, where it does get a little bit more sparse and there is more wooded area. But I wouldn't think that Ohio would be a super hotbed for cryptozoologists. Of course. You know, I'm sure there, there's been reports in Ohio, there's reports in West Virginia, naturally, and there's reports in Kentucky, Tennessee, but it's very possible. I wouldn't think it, Ohio's a hotbed. It's not like Northern California or the Washington, Oregon area, the Pacific Northwest. It's not, they have a lot more dense wooded areas than what we do here in Ohio, I would think if, you know, I could be wrong on that, but it's it is what it is. So I don't know. I mean, let me know what you guys think. Check it out. Be sure to send me a comment. Let me know what you think. I hope I might even reach out to these guys and see if they want to come on the podcast and talk about it. And maybe we can set, set that up and do an episode with them. I'll reach out to them and see what they say. But send me, you know, your thoughts on it. Either if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment there. Or follow me on Twitter. You can DM me there. Or on the show note page for this episode at ghostinthenightpodcast.com. dot com, leave a comment there, or send me an email at gitn podcast at gmail dot com. Let me know what you think after you check out this video, and we'll go from there. Hopefully, I can get these guys on. We can talk about it a little bit and see what their mindset was as they was shooting it. Was this narr- er- edited down to where you know they kind of edited out the excitement portion of? Them first realizing what they potentially were catching on video. I don't know. Hopefully, I can reach out to them and we'll see what, see if they'll come on and do an interview. So, that is going to wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed the paranormal headlines segment. I'm going to do these a little bit more often, I think, and I might even do bonus episodes that come out where it's just me talking about some headlines in the paranormal world that are relevant. But be sure to like, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, however you take it in. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Tune in, however you take it in. Be sure to rate, subscribe. If you like the YouTube videos or you prefer taking your podcast via via YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's always a good idea. and I do do a little extra stuff there be sure to go to ghostofthenightpodcast.com for paranormal merchandise for the episode, for the podcast. We have a lot of different type of uh, podcast t-shirts you could check out and show your support that way. But reach out. Hope you have a great week, and we will see you next week. Take care, everybody.